Welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. We had such a good time covering Comic-Con at home, we're doing it again for DC Fandom. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. We release new episodes every Wednesday. And a quick reminder to find us on YouTube, just please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And finally, we want to hear from you. You can suggest topics in the comments section. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, I'm Zach Slater, and we are combing the internet for DC news from DC Fandom. With me is... I'm Frank Melman. I'm Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So, this is a similar format to our Comic-Con from Home episode. We're searching the internet for news, announcements, trailers, panels. We're checking sites, sending stuff to each other we think is cool. We'll discuss, speculate, prejudge. Uh, these episodes are a little looser than the other ones we've done, so note you may hear some typing or mouse clicking in the background just as a warning. So um, anyone have anything good out there? Well, the mighty return of um, Milestone Comics is a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I couldn't believe what they announced it. Because it was funny because Jim Lee was on the panel for Milestone Comics. Jim Lee was on like every panel today. Yeah, every other panel, (laughs) Jim Lee was there, whether he was a part of it. And I was like, this is not Wildstorm. You just pop in. Yeah, (laughs) it was just there. But his announcement came on the heels of um, them um, reminiscing about how Milestone got started, commemorating across the street from Image. Yeah, apparently yeah. when they first both set up shop, then at the same time, and they got into a little orgy. Yeah, store. at the same time, they were across mm-hmm. the street from each other. So, who all was on the panel? I didn't get a chance to see the panel, but I just heard the announcement. It was Dennis Cowan, uh-huh. uh, Reginald Hudland, right? Reggie Hudland, mm-hmm. um, Jim Lee. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. The fi- the fifth Beatle. Mark, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his last name. He's been around a while. Mark Bright? No. No. Who am I thinking? Who am I thinking of? I'll try to find it. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. So what's the story there? So it's, it's, is it going to be an imprint at DC again? Is it getting shuffled into the DCU? Do we know? Are they, are they re- well, talking that stuff yet? Well, they were saying basically it was going to be what? Digital comics for static, for static shock. Yeah, right. and a host okay. of other characters as well. Right. And then the fact that they're bringing back Icon and Rocket for the first time, because they did a Static Shock mini, and then there was a Milestone, like a two-part miniseries that came out after that. And there really hasn't done anything. They haven't had anything out since then. There also, there was a book that was hinted upon with uh, Reginald Hudlin and um, Kyle Baker. Okay. Which was, oh, I, cool. I want to say it was, um, it's either Icon or Rocket. I had to look it up. Okay. But that was the, the other good news about it was a lot of they didn't say everything, but they said there's a good portion of stuff that's milestone related. Um, they didn't say which series for sure, but a lot of it's going to be available for the first time in digital format. So you'll be able to download that stuff as well as the fact that I think they're going to finally they're going to recollect again some of the earlier stuff um, for like Icon and uh, Static and possibly Blood Syndicate or um, Hardware. Okay. So because a lot of stuff they had. They had the first trades for it at one point, and now they're out of print again. So it looks like they're giving it a good push for Milestone, which is good. And then there was also talk of um, there are serious considerations for a Static Shock live action. For a movie? Yeah, they didn't have a lot of details. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they didn't have a lot of details, but it was definitely one of those things where um, uh, Reginald Hudlin mentioned it 
a couple different places that yeah they've had they're having serious considerations or serious talks with Warner Brothers about doing that live action finally. So that's another good. Yeah, they talked about how they're basically putting feelers out everywhere because they also talked about that they want that they would like if possible to do like a the DC original animated for milestone characters. Nice. Oh, that'd be among great too. Other things that they're just trying to you know see where they can get it. No, all that sounds great. That'd be really good for the any way I can get static out there for more people to see it. I'm in. Right. I'm telling you, like I said in an earlier episode, people are going to love him. Yeah. Also, wasn't Phil Lamar? I think Phil Lamar was on that. Yeah. Did he show up? Yeah, or? that's the one I forgot was Phil Lamar okay. was on the panel. Okay. That was the only one I couldn't forget. I forgot about too. Yeah. But yeah. The moderator was um, Mark Bernardin, who I've seen pop up on stuff, but he's he's an entertainment person. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah this is cool. That's good news. And that's yes. soon. So that's that's neat too. That's uh, what are we talking? We're, uh, what is that? Seven months? Beginning of the year. Now? Yeah. Maybe not even. Yeah. Does time matter anymore? No, no it does not. No, <laughs> not at all. No, but uh, but the static shot digital series is supposed to launch in like February 2021. They also okay. talked yeah. about like a 15 page sampler, which is going to be milestone returns number zero, which is ah. going to be also available. Cool. In the event. So that was interesting. But they when they dropped that bit of information. But no. But what I was referring to that I think they mentioned the static shot will begin a graphic novel by Kyle Baker and Reginald Hudlin. Oh wow, that's really yeah. cool. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's all again, all good news about milestone. So oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah, expecting that news. at all. That was billed as the surprise DC Comics panel in the schedule. It wasn't listed as what it was going to be about. Oh, so okay. they wanted it to be a big surprise. Okay, which it was, which it was. Yeah, yeah. Besides their big surprise of like, hey, we're doing Fandom is two days. Which, yeah, they, right. which yeah. they announced, which they announced three days ago, <laughs> which yes. is funny because I saw um, uh, Brandon Vietti post about it today, saying that the Young Justice stuff they had scheduled a table read and all sorts of stuff for Young Justice for their bid. Yeah, and he was posting, I think it was this morning or last night, I can't remember for sure, that you know that theirs was one of the ones that got pushed back till the September twelfth date, and I saw uh, Stephanie Lemelin. The voice of Artemis replied to it saying, thanks. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but it, it looked like a lot of the animated stuff got pushed to uh, September 12th, which is going to be day two. That's the other weird thing is that it's not it's not like Saturday and Sunday. It's like it's split up by a month. Yeah, so. it's, it's kind of an odd take from the fact that, you know, everyone's, you know, no one's no one's not home. So yeah. <laughs> the idea that they're splitting it over a month is is really odd, I think. Yeah. Right. You know, it, like there's plenty of free Saturdays. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the interesting thing was too is that they like they trickled stuff out before this came out. Mm-hmm. Right. right? Yeah, like like they had out. they had like little news bits kind of trickle in. I guess to sort of like wet your whistle. I guess a little bit to get you to, like more likely to tune into it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, my thing is, I'm, you know, I'm super excited about the milestone stuff because I, you know, I, I read all that stuff when it came out, but I'm also, I, I, I you know, I, I had a thing of, you know, your, your DC comics. <laughs> I was hoping for a little more comics news yeah. in my fan, right. in my fandom, and there really wasn't a bunch here. I mean, we got an announcement earlier. I was earlier this week, Tommy. The whole thing about the other history of the DCU. No, it was one, earlier this week. Yeah, it was earlier, but this it week wasn't like, part of them. Right, which I didn't quite understand. Why wouldn't you roll it out in this? Yeah, is that the yeah. John, that's the John Ridley book. That's a, that's a John Ridley book. I mean, the only other thing, we had that you know that which basically, if you haven't heard, this John Ridley is doing a, a mini series, which is 
along the lines of the history of the DC universe that came out after Crisis, which was done by um, George Perez, which basically takes you from Anthro all the way through Legion and Commandy and all that stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's a great yeah. two part book, but they wanted to do one for that focused more on on on, on characters that you really didn't get a focus on. Like, was it Black Lightning? I believe is one. Um, yeah, it was uh, various um, characters of color that they yes. um, that he wanted to spotlight for the um their take on the DCU from their perspective on how things evolved and so, but they made no mention of it during the um the panel at least not to my not to the parts that I saw, but they did announce him in a in the legacy of the Bat panel about Batman. They did announce John Ridley is writing yeah. a Batman book in January. So I didn't I didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's gonna be delving according to him delving into the Fox family. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it says it says a four issue limited series that will not star Bruce Wayne, but another unnamed Batman. And the quote, I the quote I kept seeing is a better than 47 percent chance that we see a Batman of that's a person of color. And I was like, <laughs> right. I was like, what does better than 47 percent mean? Right. Then, I guess they may like, change their mind at one point. I'm, I'm like, how much better than 47? Is it like 48 or is yeah. it 100 percent, which is better than 47? Yeah. But yeah. So, the, I mean, the idea is that we're going to get Luke Fox's Batman, which was one that was rumored before right. when there was a the talk of, you know, a while back of what the five or uh, not 5G. Is it 5G? Whatever their, their generational yeah, book something. Yeah. Something along those lines where they were going to do the, the, you know, their umpteenth crisis um, and reboot the universe again. There was talk of, you know, having Luke Fox's Batman and then Cassie Sandsmark, you know, get bumped up to Wonder Woman. And we we're going to have basically a different big three. I think the third one was going to be a John, John Kent the current Superboy is Superman, but that hasn't, you know, I, that doesn't, didn't come to be, didn't come to fruition. So we'll see what I'm happens. I'm excited. I'm excited for both. I love John Ridley. I yeah. love his stuff. I've never, I've never read his, his work in comic book form ever. I don't even know like what his comic book like track record is. I know him mostly from TV. So he was, um, for those that don't know. So he was the showrunner and creator of American crime that was on ABC. Okay. Not to be confused with American Crime Story that was like the O.J. Simpson, <laughs> like like retelling that was on FX. There was also Juice. American Juice. Crime at the same time. Jews. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he also did some work on Justice League Unlimited. Okay. You know, he, he'd written on, on the Starcrossed episodes and stuff like that. And he had, you know, he wrote U-Turn and 12 Years a Slave and right. Three Kings, stuff like that. So his work is awesome. He produced... Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air for a couple of seasons also he appeared in an episode so I'm a big fan of his work I love his stuff okay. a lot so so I'm excited I'm excited just for the idea of this the, just the story sounds pretty cool yeah the, the idea that we're gonna get you know I mean because again you know we had what was it Luke Fox was Batwing for a moment I think was that that yeah, was he took yeah a, he still is still is yeah, okay. st- yeah he still is in the books okay I couldn't remember if there was one or two of those but there but. was two but he was the second one he was the one that stuck Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's what it is. Okay. Mm. All right. But yeah, I'm excited for the story. I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, it's an interesting take. It's something we obviously haven't seen before. So could be very cool. So yeah, not a whole lot of comic news. You're right, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, it's, that was it's my mostly fi- movie and, and TV stuff, right? Well, getting video games too. Oh yeah. Yeah. They had the legacy of the bat panel for comics and then the milestone surprise right. uh, panel for comics. And that was pretty much, I think, the major extent of comic coverage. Yeah. Yes. Which was oddly surprising and disappointing. Yeah. I was hoping for a lot more comics news, but I guess there's not, you know, I don't know what, maybe they're saving that for uh, October 12th. We'll see. 
<laughs> but I'm surprised they didn't even hit upon the three jokers, which is the like yeah. permanent <laughs> thing that they they keep talking about because they sprinkle that in everything. Well, sure. Yeah, they didn't they didn't talk about the endless winter thing that they dropped. No, how oh, long that was? Uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the oh, other that was at Comic Con. That was at Comic Con. That's the that's where that one was. That's right. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. nothing about that. Nothing about three jokers. And then they, you know, they, now I guess they figured it's sell. It's going to sell itself. But you know, that punchline character is already getting her own book. Yeah. 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 So again, it's one of those things where I'm kind of, you know, I'm just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand there's a lot of property, a lot of cool stuff that they want to do, and some of it is, and some of it's not. But I was personally, as a comic book fan and a fan of DC Comics, I was definitely hoping for more comic related news. Well, I get the feeling that this was there San Diego because it felt more San Diego-ish than San Diego did because in San Diego, it was nothing but comic book news. Like well, they didn't even mention. Yeah. But they didn't mention their, um, the, um, the movie projects, the TV projects or the video game projects at all. Heck, we even got the, um, the minifigure from, um, that usually is being, um, usually being offered at San Diego. Comic-Con. Yeah. San Diego. <laughs> now. Right. The leg, you're talking about the Lego minifigure, right? Yes. The uh, Supergirl. Yes. The one that the one that you can basically turn around and sell and make back your airfare for <laughs> yes, at San Diego. Yeah. Yes, that <laughs> as I've seen, yes. I've seen plenty of people do. Wow. But um, but no, if we're talking, I mean, we're talking about other stuff. Like, I guess it's a good segue into what we're talking about with um, with like trailers and stuff. So mm-hmm. was was anyone? Did anyone not to not to take over? Did anyone have a cool trailer that they liked? The cool trailer that I liked. Yeah, for either movie or for the video game stuff. I have I haven't watched any of the trailers yet, but I see oh. <laughs> I see that we got some of the video game stuff, which I think was some of the the earliest ones that came out. Right, those are some of the first stuff that dropped well, today. The, was the, there was, was there, one, there's like a Batman game right that I was, know that was rumored forever. Right, there, there's two Batman games. One was announced first thing this morning, uh-huh. or was shown first thing this morning. Yeah. Okay, right. and one was later in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. You you want to talk about the glaring one that everybody loved, or you want to talk about the video game one? Yes. Do 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 the <laughs> let's do the video game thing since 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 we okay. already set it up and everything. And clue me in because I don't know anything about this. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Mo- uh, WB Montreal showcased their video game, which was going to be Gotham Knights. Um, we didn't really know that WB Montreal was doing. It. Everybody was waiting for Rocksteady because Rocksteady was the leading person in the Arkham Knights. I mean, the Arkham series which was Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, then Arkham Knight. Right. Um, Montreal only did um, Arkham Origins. Yes. Well, Montreal showed their trailer in which um, we get a game that involves Robin, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Nightwing. Yes. Okay. Um, according to the trailer, it takes place after the events of Arkham Knight in which we have a Batman that's no longer protecting the city for whatever reason, or he's MIA. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they have to um hold down the city without the help of Batman or the um Batcave. Yes. Alfred is in the story, but you have a um situation in which the villains of Ark excuse me, of Gotham are now privy to Batman not being able to protect the city. So they have to um hold it down using their own special um with the way and basically they have to do it on their own. Which is that push them to the forefront as opposed to being their quote unquote sidekick sidekick type of situation, which is weird to me because they're not doing it by themselves because it's like a co-op game. And we get a glimpse of that in their gameplay through fandom. Okay. Yeah. How's it look? Look pretty good. 
Okay. I mean, I'm going to say it doesn't look, look bad. It definitely looks like, I mean, there's one of the things in the last couple of games of, of for the Arkham series is, you know, our Arkham, um, Arkham Asylum, you're, you can play as Batman and then you get to Arkham City and you can play as Batman and Catwoman, right? And then you get to Arkham Knight and then you can, there's a, there, you can play, it's a, there's a, there's a sequence. When, I forget when you play as Joker, is that in the second one or the third one? That is the, you talking about fighting in the levels? Um, yeah. I would say you do it in the second one, if I'm not mistaken. So Just you can play as Joker, clips. you can play a level or two as Joker or Catwoman. You can play them as them in like different spots in the game. And then in the third one, you can play as Batman, you can play as um, Red Hood, you can play as um, Nightwing. Nightwing, and there's also Batgirl. So it's one of those things where it's, it's a natural progression to where you are for Gotham Knights. I am not, you know, I'm not not going to play it. Of course, I'm going to play it. It looks, you know, it looks like I, I enjoyed Arkham Origins. I thought it was a fun game. There's some really, you know, there's actually some really cool stuff in it, I thought, from, from a standpoint of gameplay and stuff that we hadn't seen before. But um, yeah, it just seems like it's the next step for what, the, you know, what they want to do. Okay. You know, I, it's, it sounds kind of ballsy to me that you're doing a Batman game without Batman, essentially. I just think that it's kind of cooler right at a time where, you know, Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood mm-hmm. is, is, is the selling point. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another aspect. But two, also in the story, they show the uh, what, a, a post credit in which you see um, right. Court of Owls being part of the yes. story. Yeah. Which is the oh. first time they? Which is the first time they've been? First time they've been included in, in the video game stuff, as far yeah. as I know. I think there was it. Wasn't that was the t- the Telltale one? Did that have was that Court of Owls? That one I'm not sure because I never finished playing the Telltale one. But I know what you're speaking of. I think okay. it dovetailed into it from what I read, but I I can't confirm that. I'd have to look it up. But it's definitely the first. Definitely the first time in the Arkham stuff, right? Oh the, uh, hell yeah. Okay. So, but the yeah the weird thing too is the the people that made the game said it doesn't stop with court of owls it's like the tip of the iceberg based upon what they're going to do with gotham so that's going to be mm. interesting to see how deep a dive they go with the uh series okay okay do we want to watch the trailer we can if you want to watch the trailer i can bring it up yeah and i've seen it twice because they showed it like up teen times after after they initially <laughs> yeah, showed they, kept, it. they kept showing it between the panels yeah, I feel oh like, no, really yeah yeah oh so they're pushing it hard well, they just kept showing everything between the panels. Oh, okay. Also, by the way, if you've not finished Arkham Knight, you might want to dip out for a minute yeah, and come back. Finish finish Arkham Knight as a game and then come back and watch this part because there's spoilers <laughs> for Arkham Knight. Just yeah. saying. Okay. Cool. What is this teleportation crap? <laughs> oh, well, I mean... I'll let Frank explain that one. I think it's actually one of the cooler things about it. I mean, it doesn't make sense watching it, but there's a point when you watch the gameplay trailer. It's like, I think it's like a seven minute trailer. And they show you like a Mr. Freeze level. Uh-huh. Um, apparently, Robin has found a way to to um, hack into the Justice League teleportation, the teleporter. Uh, okay, so, like the Zeta tubes, the Zeta yeah, kind of. stuff. Okay, it can use it for limited teleportation. Nothing like you know, it's not like he's not Nightcrawler all of a sudden. It's just sort of right. like limited here to there to kind of thing. So I think it's kind of a cool idea. I figured it bad. must have been some kind of Justice League nod or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah. I, I'm I'm okay with it, but it kind of pulls him out of the power setting because it feels like three of them have Tomfus or what was it called the the um, weapons that Nightwing uses. Um, I yeah. Forget. So Batgirl's got has got like a, a baton. Yeah, yeah. Which which is not something from the comics, but it is it is a little, uh, you know, ties her to her police dad yeah, a little bit I, in some way. I think about it like that. Yeah, yeah, it does. 
But yeah, and then of course we have Mr. Double Gun Barrels. Yeah, of uh, course. Taking out everybody. Yeah. Um, and then you it's have Gun Fu. Yes, it's Gun Fu. <laughs> yes. Was <laughs> the uh, was the um the director? Is it John? Oh, John Woo? Woo. Yeah, his John Woo style yeah. of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it looks fun. I mean, if this is a co-op, like you know, it'd be fun to play with, you know, buddies. Sure. And, oh, yeah. and run around Gotham beating up bad guys. Oh yeah. 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 It's yeah no, it, it looks fun. Yeah. Like I said, it just feels like it's the next, you know, the next step. I'm not wowed by it, but it was definitely like the next. What you know, obviously, was going to happen. And again, like I said, that opening is definitely a spoiler for the end of Arkham. So oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, sure. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's you know, obviously, we'll see what happens with it. Sure, yeah. but yeah, I smell setup. Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, hugely, hugely. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so that they're going with the the new current uh, Batgirl design of sorts where she has like a very like minimal mask and cowl and stuff like that. But then when she's at least in the trailer, like when, when they're doing the Mr. Freeze stuff, she's got the full cowl and everything. Right. Which I think is a Batman and Robin nod because <laughs> you remember when they suited up in the snow armor costumes in the movie, she had a cowl, at least when she's driving the motorcycle on the sheet of ice. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, I think it's, I think it's, um, they're blending it, making you think it's an earlier stage. To me, I think it's a late stage. One is Mr. Freeze, so he's always complicated. But mm-hmm. I think at one point you're probably going to get upgrade armor, and that's what you're, and that's the visual representation of it is. Because I'd okay. hate to think that that's what she's rolling around the city in. It right. seems very right. uh, tank-like in in their appearance, at least, if nothing else, stifling. Right. Um, I, I spoke with Clifton about it earlier, and I mean, he likes the designs. For me, it seemed clunky. In my opinion, it seemed to me it comes off there looking like Transformers. Not to hate on it, <laughs> but it just seemed very metallic in nature, and I sure. was a little bit off put on it. But I mean, it's a natural. I, I agree with Frank. It's a natural progression of what the series did earlier, so I get it. I was just, it was just weird to me to get a Batman game without Batman, but Batman is characters, right? Yes, yeah. So we'll see. Like I said, it's not you know. I, I'm not. I'm not super excited for it. I'll have to see more of it. But right now, you know, it's it's on the radar. So that's good. Yeah. Okay. It's, so, it's so fun. the feeling I get, video game wise, then that this is this is the lesser of the two announcements. Yes. Oh, tremendously. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> so, what was the second one then that, that was announced today? Well, it's the one that all gamers were looking forward to was what Rocksteady's next Batman or Arkham project would be, and of course they announced that I think three or two months ago, saying that it was Suicide Squad's going to be there next video game um spotlight which is the right. title's called suicide squad killed the justice league yes okay and we were all hoping that there would be in-game graphics which there wasn't it was a long intro in which they did and we see it it, it comes in on the group as frank uh, correct me if i'm wrong harley quinn mm-hmm. dead shot yes um captain boomerang yes Beautiful. King Shark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is it just those four are missing somebody? No, that's it. There's, I mean, Waller's voice is in it, but those are the four characters that are in the trailer. Yeah, they're talking okay. to Waller, but it's weird. They're on the rooftop of a pizza shop. Is anyone mm-hmm. voicing Waller? Like anyone of note, for, first of all? like I don't know. Anyone from the cartoon or the movies or anything? Well, we they, weren't, uh, they didn't identify who the voice was, but it was very familiar. Okay. Um, I would argue to say that it might have been... Um, 
I know it wasn't Davis. There's no way Davis would have done video game work. <laughs> right. Viola Davis. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's, I've, I've heard the voice before. I just can't identify. But what was t- what was interesting that they were in a job in which they had to assassinate somebody, but they were killing what looked to be aliens. Yeah. It looked like it was some kind of alien or demon or something. And it was once and vice, like all of them was just randomly shoot. Everyone had a gun or a hammer or just taking out people, just this alien blood all over the place. But yeah. what was interesting to me was Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Boomerang had a, it, it obviously was um Digger, the original Boomerang, but mm-hmm. he had his son's powers. Right. His son Owen, yeah. Yeah, Owen. And I don't know if you remember this, um, Zach, but Owen had flash-like powers, not full-blown, mm-hmm. right. but he could use speed. And that was clearly being demonstrated in the um in that um trailer. Okay. But what was even more interesting is while discussing amongst themselves what the next target would be, a helicopter crashes. And right before the helicopter blows up, Superman saves the person in the helicopter. And of course they're conversing amongst themselves and like, oh Superman, they're in awe and stuff. But what's interesting was as Superman comes and holds and you see him holding the person he saved. He incinerates that person yes. with his eyes, or at least with yeah. his heat vision. Like yeah. total cinders. Not not melt. <laughs> just, right. just combust into straight uh uh dust. Right. Yeah. And then then they realize, at least the majority realize, understanding who their next target would be, is Superman. So at the end of this trailer, which hopefully that you can watch in the, in in soon, you see an evil Superman. Yeah. That the Suicide Squad takes down, so it changed to me. It changes the whole dynamic of what they're trying to do. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, it it changes everything that I thought initially. I was, was kind not of expecting that to be part of the story. I figured I that this either. was just the game to be where we're going to be the bad guys, and we're going to essentially be like on the other side, and we're going to have to like go up against the Justice League as you know the bad guy for this story, essentially. But like, really though, they're the good guys, and I figured that the setup would would have been. Well, we can't get anything done if these guys are out there doing like stopping us from doing things. Like we got to yeah. get rid of Superman. Oh no! But yeah. the fact that the fact that he's he's you know evil or mind controlled or whatever whatever the deal is, mm. right? Right. The setup in the in the setup in what they show it appeared to be that Brainiac has invaded Metropolis. Yeah, the is. Brainiac ship is the big skull head ship is crash landed into the city or something. Okay. And I assume they're fighting Brainiac minions. And that maybe the entire Justice League has been mind controlled by Brainiac. That's all supposition on my part. Yeah. Speculation. Okay. They do state that it's all in Metropolis. Based upon the game designers and what they discuss of the game, the game takes place in Metropolis, in which they say Metropolis is that fifth or sixth part mm-hmm. person that they have to deal with. So I guess we're, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get all of Metropolis's landmarks and hopefully it's uh, citizens oh, cool. involved in the gameplay as well. But really, it's a multiplayer game in which you can't play it as one person. But while you're doing the missions or going down the street or whatever you're doing, you're going to get four members of the Suicide Squad that you can pick between in order to do the allotted tasks in which the other three that you don't control will be helping you do that thing. Whether it's Deadshot shooting somebody. It was weird because Deadshot's on a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah. And on top of that, he can do a fuel dump in which he can incinerate people. <laughs> yeah, there was. There was, I mean, it, it, I mean, I get it. I mean, you want to have, you know, you want to have a variety of stuff that you can do. But like, for at one point, you had, you know, King Shark is 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 tearing into people, but he's also got machine guns. 
Yes. <laughs> it was shooting, shooting people up. So it was kind of like, um, maybe it's just for the trailer for just for the, you know, just to give you the, 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 the level of violence idea that it is or whatever. But you know, it was one of those things where I didn't, again, it was one of those, eh, it didn't really make a lot of sense. It right. did not. And I was hoping to go with a deeper dive. Uh, it is obviously that they this game came across during the first Suicide Squad movie because we have a black um, Deadshot or an oh, African cool. American okay. version of yeah. Deadshot. But he yeah. looked stuck. Like yeah, he was he was like ten years in the pen Deadshot. I mean he was yes. he was solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not will. It's not uh, it's not uh, will. <laughs> not, not at all. Not, will, not at all. So I mean, it was it, it it it's a very it's a lot of fun. The trailer's a lot of fun. It's a cool idea. I for one was hoping it was just going to be, you know, the Just League's in the way of what you know Waller or Waller's successor wants us to do. So therefore, we have to confront the Just League. I wasn't looking forward to really having a mind controlled anything. Yeah. So we'll see. It might just be for the one part, and that's the thing. But you know, I, I I'm not I'm not about to take a you know take a dump on Rocksteady for making video games they usually make pretty good games so this one i'm very excited for i definitely want you know i'm definitely gonna pick this one up so this one's gonna be a while though right this one says 2022 oh yeah yeah so we wow. gotta wait two more years before we see it in addition to the four years that we're waiting on and in a, probably another system so wow. yeah it's next gen it's <laughs> Jeez, definitely next no gen kidding. yeah i mean it's it's a good looking trailer i mean i don't know if that's the actual trailer for this in the within the game or a sequence within the game or not or what but it's a good looking trailer. So they did, I mean, they spent money on it for sure. So, yeah. Cool. Molly Grappers, yeah. I wish they did in, in, in house graphics. So we're, we're about to yes. do another trailer or another showing of it when it debuts. Yeah. Well, I noticed though, so we don't have any magic characters as the lineup. So that's good, right? So, so, you know, there's not the, the quick Superman out story there. No. Right. So there's no Enchantress or anything like that. So that's kind of cool. I like that they thought about that. King Shark surprises me though. I mean, this this guy's becoming like he's becoming like a squad mainstay in the last couple of years, it looks like. Yeah, pretty popular character. Yeah. First appeared in um well, there was a shark character that was sort of an evolved shark that was more like uh humanoid in Green Lantern. That's where he first appears. And then King Shark first appears in uh Superboy. Let's like it's the Carl Kessel run, but where it's basically right. um where it's right after um Reign of the Superman. All that good stuff. Yeah. When he gets his own book, finally, that's where that character first appears. When when Superboy is based out of, I believe, Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Your early 90s Superboy. It's a fun run. It's good. Wearing a leather jacket on the beach. Absolutely. Yep. No other way to do it. So With, yeah, with that, an earring that must yes. have had, that, which the kryptonite must have been involved in order to make that happen at some <laughs> of point. Of course. No, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's part human, so. Or heat vision in a mirror. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. Say. yeah. So, but I have a prediction. Mm. Being that it's next gen, I'm sure that those aren't going to be the only four because, right? Based upon um, Gotham Knights, which is a a, a current gen game, there's no way we're going to reduce to that smaller roster. I no, predict. I yeah. wouldn't think so either. I think that's just the four that they rolled out. Yeah. Okay. Who else do you think would be in it? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Based on the, if you're basing it on the on the, well, I mean, that's a good segue. The current, from, I mean. We can talk about the the movie trailer, but you know, I for me it'd be what would it be Bronze Tiger, Bronze Tiger, um, one. Enchantress, yeah. Um, you know, if you're thinking outside the box, you might get like Nightshade. You know that she was big in the comics. What's the one? What's the one woman that was the? Um, I'm hoping for the um, the daughter of Vandal Savage. Oh, oh Scandal. Scandal and yeah. her girlfriend. 
and um, knockout. Knockout. Yeah, I would love as a, just a stronger power setting. Which again would be a throwback. To the, well, knockout especially would be a throwback to the Superboy comic because that's where she first appeared. The same. Yes. Same run. Yeah. So, yeah, it's possible. I mean, I see. I don't see why not. I mean, there's a lot of you know DC's got. And we've talked before in other episodes. DC's got a lot of great villains, so they definitely could. You know, either you want to go ho- high profile and do something like Black Adam, or you want to do something, you know, smaller like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, <laughs> Polka Dot Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. There's, there's a, a lot of char- there's a lot of characters to choose from. So, I think this sounds fun. This is cool. I mean, like, I I love Suicide Squad. I love sure. the Suicide Squad. If I mean, if I'm just gonna list off. Uh, you know, my favorite, like 50 DC characters, there'd be a ton of Suicide Squad members in that list, yeah. you know? Okay. Um, oh, yeah. So this is fun. But they did a movie trailer too for the James Gunn one? Not so much a trailer as more like a roster of who's playing who. And then there's a behind the scenes video that gives you a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff, talking to actors as well as, sh- you know, quick clips from the different, you know, different scenes. So it looks like it's, it looks like it's pretty much done. Like, would everyone else say that? Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, that was impressive. Yeah, he said they wrapped filming in May. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and he's just been editing ever since. Yeah. How's it look? Oh, I, I'm super excited for that. I can't yeah. wait. Nothing they showed was finished. I don't think. Yeah, but what they did was they gave us a teaser trailer on the roster of which actors played whom, and in their car- their comic book iterations to show you specifically who he's going to have them as. Okay, right. so that's confirmed now. They're not playing it coy like nope. they're gonna. It's out. This person's maybe this, maybe that. okay. So what's the nope. lineup now? Uh, it, it it'll be best seen if you watch it in the trailer. Okay. They got Rick Flag in the yellow. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. They went hard. I I can't tell you how thrilled I am at that. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 supposed to be the. It's not obviously it's not the same lineup as um is the first seven issues of Suicide Squad. But no. of, Ostrand, of the Ostrander run, I should right, say. Right. It's, it's very important. Um, not anything recent. It's the Ostrander run, and it basically is them dealing with the Jihad. So I don't know how that's going to play out. But it's, I mean, it's a, great, it's a great opener for a book. Anyone who's ever read that first trade of uh, Suicide Squad, it's really, really good. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, James Gunn said that it, he's thinking of it as like a sequel to the Ostrander run. Okay. Oh, wow. Basically, he's imagining the movie as if John Ostrander was still doing Suicide Squad 30 years later. That's the best news I've heard all day, Clifton. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's how he that's how he thinks of <laughs> it. That's terrific. Yeah. I can I can log off the now. Thank you guys. Right. This yeah. is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was cool to when he mentioned that um he was a huge fan of the Ostrander run. That's how he was introduced to it. So well, I mean I don't I'm not you know, and I I'm not a big fan of just taking a dump on people's work, but it's one of those things where the first time around when they made Suicide Squad, it, it was I felt personally like there was not enough talk of oh by the way you know we're not talking about the task force x monster hunter 50s stuff or we're not talking the stuff that's come after it but mm. the john ostrander stuff is the reason why you know people love suicide squad in the first place right and yeah. and the only and the only reason we're able to make these movies is because john ostrander did a phenomenal job coming yeah. out of legends with these characters and, and made this book what it is today so yeah, that's a great that's great news. I can't wait. You know, yeah. so, it's recognized was, a little bit in the first movie in the set. I mean, like, you know, the the building that they're fighting in is named after him. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? There's things that I mean, I just think that there were some very weird things that happened with that movie. And I think on some level it did get kind of taken away from David Ayer, whether yeah. or not it was going to be good or, or not. 
you know, is right. is a diff- is a different subject entirely. And and I do think that James Gunn is 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 better equipped to make to make this kind of thing um, fun, but right. also like give it give it some give it some teeth, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, I I yeah. need a, a judge's ruling on some of these characters. Like I love Suicide Squad, and I don't like. I'll play. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Go down the list. Go down the Read list. It for everyone. Michael Ro- so Michael Rooker as Savant. Yes. Okay. So Savant who, is... Who? So, <laughs> Savant is a character that appears in Gail Simone's run of uh, Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like... He, he's not... If I remember correctly, he doesn't really have like... He's not like super, super powered. It's one of those things where he's like kind of an enhanced fighter type guy, if I remember correctly. Okay. So he's not like... You know, there's not like a huge run or following as far as I know for Savant, but that's where he first appears is that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Javelin, I know, played by, help me with the name here, Flula Borg. Flula Borg is yep. a, a comedian. I love Flula Borg. Okay. Flula Borg is awesome. I uh, can't wait for Flula Borg as Javelin. Um, pretty much a standard is like a Green Lantern villain. Okay. Um, at one point, he is actually on the squad team for not very long. <laughs> I think he's actually in the arc where um, they've lost, you know, spoilers for, for a, you know, a book from 30 years ago. But uh, the squad is, uh, Nemesis is, is, is working with the squad. They go on a mission to Russia. As a result, Nemesis is captured and is left behind. And then they're trying to break him back out. Well, as what happens along the way is Batman goes into, um, into Bel Rev. Uh, disguise as matches Malone. Mm-hmm. If you've never read it, it's 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 a phenomenal issue. But anyway, it ends up with with the Justice League becoming effect, aware of the fact that the, the villains aren't just acting randomly; they're they're being directed by the U.S. government. So you have this whole moment where the Justice League comes up against the Suicide Squad, and he's in that group. Right. So okay. Well, I I am happy that the key the the the, the enjoyable portions of the first movie are coming back. So I like that we're getting. You know, Rick Flag, yeah. you know, back. Viola Davis is coming back as is Amanda mm. Waller. We're getting Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn again, which she's she's terrific, you know. Sure. And and Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, who I think was the one that was like criminally underused in the first movie. As you as, as, as excited I was for, for the three of them for Rick Flag, I thought he was good. I thought for uh for, for Margot Robbie and for Viola Davis. I was super excited to see him as as Boomerang because I agree I love Boomerang in the Ostrander run. I like I like Boomerang as a member of the Rose Gallery for Flash, and and yeah. I agree with you. I think as a character, I think there's so much you could do with him, and I think hopefully James Gunn will. So if I'm going down my list of like essential Suicide Squad members, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And and we'll say you know Waller's a freebie and stuff like that, right? Deadshot's right. my first one always, yeah. right? But sure. very quick. I mean, Boomerang's my number two. Yeah, of course. I put Boomerang over Harley and everything, and and Harley in the in the squad you know, works pretty well depending on who's on who's doing it. But yeah, yeah, it was just one of those things. I'm like, you got boomerang in here and you're not doing anything with them. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a whole lot. I mean, in, in, in again, in Ostrander's run, Ostrander does a really fun again. You know, I'm, I'm not I, I like other writers, but I love Ostrander's run on Suicide Squad. I'll, I'll talk about that all day. But he does a, such a good job with fleshing out all the characters. But Digger, uh, you know, Harkness, uh, Boomer, Boomerang is, is really well done in that, too. So. Yeah. Okay, so so let's let's go to Idris Elba then, who's playing Bloodsport. So this is was this even a name that people had in mind for like like was... like in, in in the theories and the speculation and everything because everybody thought Bronze Tiger. Sure. No, I think I think 
that they there was some talk of Bloodsport. I think I remember hearing that at one point was kind of like a like an off off chance that he was playing Bloodsport. Bloodsport really is a character that appears in Burns' run of uh, Superman. It's like fairly within the first ten or twelve, and he's a guy that's a, a veteran that can basically uh, teleport any weapon into his hand. Basically, is his deal. Okay. So you know, any, at a moment's notice, he can basically grab you know any kind of you know gun or blaster or you know whatever. So he's okay. and then and then he ends up I think he ends up dying early on and then he's replaced by another guy that can basically do about the same thing. So again, not a huge character. There's not you know there's no right. blood sport. There's no there's no action figure for him. You know no, nothing like that. So a lot of a uh, lot of trigger fingers mm-hmm. <laughs> on this yeah. team. So a lot of shooters. We're seen yeah. as peacemaker also. Yeah, I yeah. You know, it's one. It's interesting to see because I like. I like seeing it in, you know, when he's done, like in, like when he's doing roles, obviously I'm not, I don't, I couldn't speak to him as, as a wrestler, but I like him when he's like, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I like him as a personality. I think he's a good personality. I think he's a really interesting choice for, for, uh, for Peacemaker. Cause at one point, like in the, in the behind the scenes thing, he's like, he's like, look, I'm, you know, the basic way to spell it out is I'm a douchey Captain America, you know? Yeah, that's perfect. You know, and then Gunn describes him, which, you know, which is in his bio. If you go to like the DC website about characters, it's like his bio is basically, this is a guy that's so devoted to peace, he'll kill as many people as he has to in order to maintain it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other thing about the character, if they're going, I mean, I don't know if they're going with the one, because Peacemaker was in, in Suicide Squad for a little bit, uh, the Ostrander stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to go like part of the character for a while, because there was supposed to, there's another Peacemaker that was introduced in, um, in the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle stuff, but I don't think they're going with that one. I think they're going with the original one, the one that they got from Charlton after Crisis. But part of his deal is like he had a like a really abusive like Nazi father. Like his dad was really super abusive to him, and he's kind of like in the back of his head, like he almost not really hallucinates, but he hears his father like like taunting him basically while he's doing all this stuff. So it's kind of a, you know, I don't know how much James Gunn's going to play around with that. Mm. But I, well, as soon as I saw that they were going with the classic costume, the, the Charlton one and the one that he wore when he was starting out in DC, I, I'm really interested to see how far they're going to take that. Yeah, that's that. That's the thing that's really struck me about the the trailer too. I mean, it's a still picture, but like the the comic accuracy of the costumes, yeah, is that is, that, is really cool. That jumped out to me as well as the idea that most of the stuff, you know, with, with all the sepia tone that we saw in the Snyder Cut trailer today, we'll we'll maybe talk about that later. Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> You know, I mean, everything looks like it's been, you know, whitewashed through a one sauce. It doesn't really, you know, it, it doesn't really, I mean, when you see the, the, the actual sets in the, in the behind the scenes bit and then all the colors and the bright colors too, it's primary comic book colors is really, it's striking to see the difference from most of the stuff that DC has done. Okay. So again, you know, I'm again, so far everything I've seen for suicide, the suicide, like you got to remember, call it the suicide squad. Yeah. Um, I say the, other, the suicide squad. The, I don't know why. Well, <laughs> but the, the but the other thing is like if you there's a poster out for it um that came out later on today and the description they gave in the, in the again behind the scenes trailer was it's a 70s uh war movie with the suicide squad in it yeah my my sense was is that gun was like when he got hired to do it he the first thing he did was you know go to his archive and get the ostrander run and then watch dirty dozen yeah, that was my yeah. feeling. Uh, I'm I, like, I, I bet, I bet he's looking at those two things for reference for sure, among yeah, other def- things. That's it's what he mentioned in the uh, in the um in the panel. Does like it? word for word? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah, it's definitely. 
Yeah, it's definitely there. So okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Just one note on Peacemaker. I think most people know a reference point that that's who Comedian from Watchmen was yes. based on. Yeah. That's where he was uh, extrapolated from. Yeah. He's, yeah. The arch- he's the archetype for that kind of character for basically for uh, loosely based. The Comedian is loosely based on him. So some interesting choices here, though, too. I got to say, Poke It Up Man, Rat Catcher. <laughs> that's a fun choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, but they gender swapped that one. So that was yeah. one, that was one that I thought was kind of an interesting choice because, you know, rat catcher. They kept reiterating rat catcher two yeah. in okay. the panel. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. so she's a legacy character. Yes. Right. Yes. But, uh, Mongal. Mongal looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get Mongol's, uh, Mongol's yeah. daughter. That's daughter. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. How much fun is it to be excited for a DC movie? Can I just say, like... <laughs> yeah, I think Weasel's a cool choice, too. I think Weasel's sort of, like, going to be one of those characters that people are going to kind of be unassuming about. Oh, it's a goofy Weasel-looking guy until... I mean, in again, Weasel's a character from, um, like, F- Fury of Firestorm, when Firestorm gets his own series. Okay. Um, and it's just one of those feral characters that will just rip you to shreds. So it's going to be, right. I think he's, just, I think they're playing it, underplaying it as he's going to be kind of goofy and unassuming. And then he's just going to turn and tear somebody apart. I want to know who's playing King Shark. That's it. Yeah. It's the other thing. We get King Shark again. So you know. we know who does the onset reference for King Shark. Uh-huh. Is it his brother? No, that's Weasel. <laughs> right. okay. yeah, his bro- his yeah. brother's doing Weasel. His brother's so Weasel, his- yeah. His onset reference for King Shark is one of his best friends, Steve Agee, who's a very uh, funny oh, okay. comedic actor. Yeah, if Steve Agee has knew the voice, I hope they get Ron Funches, because Ron Funches is phenomenal. <laughs> right. in, uh, you know who's not on this list? Isn't mm. Taika Waititi in this movie, too? He, he is. He was listed in the credits, but they didn't, they didn't say, as far, as far as I know, they didn't say in the panel. I don't know if in the panel, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. But okay. Yeah, based upon the characters shown in that teaser trailer, they don't show him as a... Um, a person of the Suicide Squad, but it doesn't mean he's not in the movie. Yeah, he's okay. listening to credit. Like he's listening when they list all the names, they basically put all the names down. He's one of them, but I don't think they mentioned yet what who he's playing. So, but it's interesting that you say as excited for a DC movie. Did you see what they ended the um, fandom with? I did not. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to it because we still got to talk about. Well, we still haven't talked about Wonder Woman yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Oh no, that's a good point. Hey, being oh, that's that they, right. Yeah. yeah, there's still like four more movies before <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Wonder Woman um, panel was what they initiated the whole, well, yeah, they started it off with. And they showed us another trailer, uh, even showing more details as what the movie's about, which I thought was a bit unnecessary, but it, it sort of gives us a better understanding of what's going to transpire in the movie even more so than before. Okay. Yeah. And they show yeah. us, and, they, and then we get to see finally what, what Cheetah looks like. Chris, really? Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't yeah, they, wait for Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. I really cannot. I think she's going to be so awesome. Yeah. They played that card, which I, I was kind of like, I thought they might play it a little more close to the vest since they, you know, there's not a really a date for it to come out. Is there, is there a date? No, they, they didn't advertise the date, but, that, but I. For Wonder Woman? Oh, isn't yeah. it supposed to be later this year? I skipped over. Oh, right. It might be <laughs> November now, right? Oh, is it? I think yeah. that's still its technical date. Okay. okay. But I understand why they revealed how she looks is because the toys revealed that in spades. All the mm, stuff, well, the yeah. merch that dropped uh, because the movie is supposed to be out by now, it it, it spoiled the reveal. So I, it, as long as you go to a, a, any toy department in any store, you would have seen how she looks as a cheetah. Right. But they show a feral. They show a fight scene between the two. That's for right. sure in the trailer. Oh, yeah. It was interesting um, design. Mm hmm. <laughs> to say the least yes 
Yes. So this is the first thing that they dropped. This is what kicked off everything? Yes, virtually, yes. Awesome. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. And also, I guess, the thing that's most immediately coming out, too. Give or take. We'll see. We'll right. see what yeah. happens. But <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, it doesn't get pushed off to a later date and people are able to see it in the way that they want to present it. But, you know. No one knows what the future holds, so to speak. Is is there any like more bearing as to like what the story is going to be? Um, to be honest, based upon the trailer, I think um, the explanation of Steve, and this is my speculation, of course, the explanation of Steve Trevor being in, according to the trailer, is maybe he got time jumped because she's sort of explaining to him how they do things now. He seems like a bit of a fish out of water, like he doesn't know how to dress. So my okay. only underst- my my understanding to that effect would be that the explosion didn't kill him; it just shunted him through time, and it shows that you know she didn't age. Why, of course, he can. So when she comes to see him again, uh, and it, it's not like she he doesn't know her or says who are you. It's more like uh, I've been here, I'm doing this, and this is who I am now, so to speak. Well, I mean, there's also a bit where they you know the the that, the um. Was it uh, Pascal mm-hmm. who plays who plays Max Lord? You know, says something about I can give everyone that you know, basically like I can give you all your heart's desire, or I can give you all what you wanted, or blah 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 blah. And it's like it's almost it almost seems as if it's I don't even know if it's I, my thing is they're playing Maxwell Lord like Doctor Psycho, and I don't quite understand why. <laughs> like I, I Max Lord's not really that's not his thing. Like his thing isn't basically to create. It almost seems as if what they're doing is creating an illusion for everyone right yeah whether it somehow is manifest as reality which again not his deal um got it so i would you know my thing off right at the bat is i would rather it have been you know master lord is fine but i don't need to see his end with wonder woman i mean it's it's fine enough that it happens in the books but i don't need to see that on screen um it's a little too general zod man of steel for me and mm. second it and second it's just one of those things where you know it's it's i don't know i, I don't really i don't really Again, I don't understand why the character is being used. I don't really know why they're they're going with what they're going with, if that's what they're doing. But that, but there's definitely like a reference to it, and that's part of the reference of like getting your heart's desire is when she sees Steve alive. I don't know again if it's one of the things where he's there or he's not really there with her. Which again is a weird place to put the movie in. Mm-hmm. So, which is I mean, coming was, out October second, okay, twenty twenty. That's the date. That's the date as of now. Okay, I mean it's it's the bits with. I mean Chris Pine is great. Is it Chris Pine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris yeah. Pine is awesome. I mean, I think he's great as Steve Trevor. I think he does a really good job as sort of being the fish out of water, you know, kind of goofy, you know, kind of cool, goofy, cool side to kick for her. So, you know, I mean, I'm not, I, I, it's one of those things where it, it just, it gives us more, you know, more, more of what we'd seen before and the builds on that. And then I still don't understand how she's riding lightning. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is, you know, an odd bit, but you know. All right. Okay, yeah, I mean, so what I like about the Wonder Woman movie from the trailer is, like, I like how bright it is. You know? There's mm-hmm. a lot of daylight, daytime right. stuff, which I think is cool. Sure. I'm, ju- I'm just super excited for Cheetah. I think this... <laughs> I okay. think what, this, this is the... To me, this is the best trailer that they put out for this movie. This is the one that really has got me like, okay, I can't wait for this now, you know? <laughs> right, right. You know, whereas all the other ones, I'm like, what's going on? Why is Steve Trevor there? Right. Like, <laughs> but no, I think yeah, this 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 looks good. And I yeah, I agree with you, Frank, too. Like I um he's 
Chris Pine is really good as playing like the also like the comic relief a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, yeah. like, you know, being um I don't want to say dumb, but like but but the character that uh you know that doesn't understand. <laughs> right. 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 The, the knave. They're doing a reverse bit of what they did in the first movie where it was him introducing her to his world and taking her shopping and getting her to dress the part. So it's a flip on that. Yeah. Right. No, it's cool. It looks like it's a very well shot movie too. It looks like. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I didn't get a whole <laughs> lot of Max Lord in this though. So, so what were you grab? What, what did you grab onto Frank in this? Uh, it just, it, there's the, the over the, like I said, there was a voiceover bit where he's talking about, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you your heart's desire. And then it's kind of the thing where he's sitting there with, with, uh, Kristen Wiig talking about, you know, and she's talking about how she's basically, you know, it's a kind of a, it almost seems like a, like a single white female bit of like, everything's been handed to you. And now I want what you've got kind of a deal. Excellent. And I guess, and it, he looks like, it looks like Maxwell Lord is somehow going to enable Cheetah to become beyond you know she said she's got the line about i want to be an apex predator mm, yeah you know it seems like that's what she's shooting for and somehow maxwell lord is the enabler for her to do that so i'm kind of a eh, i don't know how that i don't know how that works with what maxwell lord's all about you know there's something in the way it looks like that scene where they're in the helicopter together mm-hmm. you know it, it feels very x-men number one when like senator kelly's in the helicopter with like sure. mystique Sure. I don't absolutely. know why. It just Yeah. No, you're right. It does. I agree with you there. Absolutely it does. Yeah. But no, I'm in. I'm in yeah. for whatever comes out. We'll but see. To me, I think I think it's all also too is in the first few trailers, they were hiding um Kristen Wiggs whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. Now they shifted that yeah. that you know, that air of mis- mysterious characterization to um Pedro Pascal. Right. In which you don't know how deep it goes. Now you you clearly you know that Cheetah's the antagonist, but how what's Pascal's role in this? You know, is he mm-hmm. is he more than what he is for what we know to be? You know, of course, comic people would understand, especially with the characterization of who he's playing and how deep it's going to run. You know, right. right? Yeah, this trailer seemed to be a little bit more motivated to shed some light, whereas I think all the other versions of of teasers and trailers for this movie like seemed almost like intentionally trying to to keep stuff vague and to keep you confused and make you're like what what's this about what's that about right yeah no very cool very very cool it refreshed my memory the gold armor is something from kingdom come uh i believe that's the first place it appears let me check and see if i can find that real fast but it's one of those in the ads for it, when the, with the, the misdirection for Kingdom Come, but if you've never read Kingdom Come, it's by Mark Wade and Alex Ross. It's all about uh, kind of a dystopian future where, you know, all the characters we know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, have either either had offspring or there's kids that are just sort of acting out, you know, and nobody's really being heroic anymore. And then the older generation has to come back. But I'm pretty sure that's where that armor comes from. But I can find that quick. But yeah, it's just a nod, you know, it's a nod to that. But in the, all the ads, there was a lot of stuff where he had an eagle and eagle in this bat fighting, and everyone thought, well, the eagle obviously represents um, Superman. <laughs> supposed to be Superman versus Batman, and supposed to, instead it was more of a a Wonder Woman Batman thing. Right. I think it's Kingdom Come number three when the big battle starts between the two factions. Okay. It's an interesting pull. It's a cool visual. Yeah. It's a striking visual. I got to be honest, like, like seeing it on film, like it, 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 um, 
it it translates well. Right. No, it's a cool look. I've you know yeah. I've, I've always I thought it was you know pretty good. I'm curious if the comics are gonna are gonna borrow it now and like use it a lot more moving forward. Um, I know they use it in uh, well, it does a debut in Kingdom Come number three, and then I know it gets used like during our Worlds at War. I believe Diana wore it when they're going to when it's basically when Apirix is trying to you know destroy everything. Mm-hmm. She leads the. I think she, at one point she leads an Amazonian army against um, whatever his minions were. I don't remember. Okay. At this point, but yep. So cool. Yep. Now the other movies they show until we get to the to the grand finale. But the other movies they did presentations for, they don't really have much of, if anything at all, mm-hmm. right? Because they did panels for the Flash movie, right. which has a script and a cast, and right. that's about it. And they did was Ben Black Affleck Adam. on that? That was like the last, the last thing no, I had heard I mean, regarding no. that is that Ben Affleck may be also playing Batman in the Flash movie. Right. I mean, which would be just reprising his Justice League role since it's the Flash from the Justice League movies. Right. Uh, movie. But, but, but we have um, Michael Keaton as Batman in the Flash movie also. Is that it, what it was looking right, like, too? Right. But I just assume that's like a, like a cameo, like TV crisis. Yeah. Like you're no, going to get people popping too. in. Hey, Clifton, did they mention in the panel? I didn't get a chance to see that one. Did they mention in the panel if it's Morrison's script, Grant Morrison's script, or no? Um, I mean, Christina Hodgson's the screenwriter on it, the woman who wrote Birds of Prey and was initially hired to write Batgirl for them for the movie that did not happen yet. Okay. So they're using her again. I mean, she just mentioned being referenced or being um, influenced by Flashpoint, Jeff Johns' Flashpoint itself. Okay. As like kind of her her entry point into the comic for the script. Right. Because there was talk at one point that that, uh, Ezra, what's his name? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller at one point was was not happy with the script and was trying to get Grant Morrison or was trying they were trying to write a script together. Or, okay. But that was I mean that's been like the, one of the last things I heard about the script wise thing was the fact that right. there was yeah. there was something that they that had too. turned in together. Yeah, I'm not sure when Christina Hodgson came on because I had not heard about her being on it actually until I saw stuff for this and like I know her a little like I I follow her career a little bit I knew she wrote Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. So I, she might have been a, a late addition to the, she to the script. Bumblebee also? Yes, she did write Bumblebee as well. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what yeah. else got, What else got mentioned that uh, we don't really have time for, unfortunately? Well, Black Adam, they yes. did a presentation for, despite the fact that like they've got a script and, and partial cast, I think, and that's about all they've got going so far. Right. They did a little a little teaser graphic thing they just made for this. It was, it was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, showing like ancient Kandak. Okay. okay. And, uh, but the big announcements that came from that is we knew Adam Smasher is in this. Uh, and then he's actually going to be one of the like young guard of the JSA that is going to appear in the movie. And they announced three other JSA members that will appear in the movie. Yep. And those three are Hawkman, mm-hmm. Dr. Fate, mm-hmm. and Cyclone as yep. another young hero joining yeah. up with the jazz that sounds awesome i can't wait yeah. to see can't wait to see dr fate in a Hawkman on <laughs> on the big oh, screen yeah. <laughs> yep i mean with it's, the it's, rock it'll yeah. be interesting to see from the standpoint of the fact that i don't know how you know i'm gonna imagine they're gonna play off the idea that you know you've had Hawkman around for centuries as well right. as, as well as naboo and they both know uh uh teth adam. Teth adam. Yeah. yeah so we'll see it'll be interesting how exactly that all plays out and actually, Clifton, you had another announcement for another movie, right? There's another movie that you're missing. 
Oh yeah, and then Shazam too. Yes, yes. Shazam two was one where like they like they played up that bit that they had nothing to say. So Zachary Levi is very funny, <laughs> but he he just kept fielding questions like digital questions that were submitted to him, and he's like, I can't answer that, <laughs> or I'm not allowed to say that, or I'm not at liberty to say. But uh, what we did get out of that was a title. We do have a title now for Shazam yeah. two, which is the Fury of the Gods. Right. Very cool. Okay. And that one, they implied there's going to be a DC cameo again, but right. wouldn't say specifically like there was in the first one. And they implied it's going to be multiple villains, but wouldn't say specifically if that's the case. Mm. Wow. Mm. All right. So the only like real glimpse we get of <laughs> Superman in this whole thing is he's frying somebody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Good job, Fandome. All right. Okay. So, all right. So let's start capping it off. So. Uh, so the Batman was the final teaser that came out, right? Which I yes. say the Batman for I say the is the for the Batman and the right for the so I don't know why I'm the a Batman complicated person. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping we get Jamaican Joker like the animated. I hope not. Oh my god! <laughs> I hope not. Well, we got. I mean, we did get. Uh, I mean, I like the trailer. The trailer was really. I mean, yeah. visually, it's awesome. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm not really sure about um, why we have. Uh, what's his name from the cure being Batman? Um, because I think he, <laughs> so I Robert Pattinson. Yes. Does it, oh my God. No, I mean, Robert no, are, you, Pattinson. are you talking about the guy liner? Are you talking yes. about his guy liner? <laughs> oh, yes. wow. You didn't like that. See, no, see, I actually, like I actually, I will support that. I will. Okay. I'm, I will yeah. defend that. So, okay. Will go too. ahead. My defense is that it's always there anyway. Like I know. there's these people always have the makeup on. This is the first one that actually acknowledges that they do put the makeup on around their eyes. So yes. I'm I'm all in on that. Yes. Okay. I will support that. All right. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. It uh, doesn't fine. bother I mean, me at all. You know, every day is like Sunday. It's okay. Every day is like Sunday. It's cool. I understand. Right. So like when it cuts to that shot, I'm like, who's this goth kid? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I agree. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what that was but what no, I'm saying. But, I, but then when I thought about it, I'm like, nope, I'm there. I, yeah, I'm it works. Them. And plus you see it in his hair <laughs> that he's disheveled. It's just it's just it's just more of a striking aesthetic, I feel like. It's it's, it's him a different take. Out. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not again, I'm not but right, right. you know, it it's it's a it's one of those things where as much as I enjoyed the, 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 the behind the scenes thing about Suicide Squad and then the roll call, I thought that was really great. This was definitely like, this was the, the big card to play. And I think they, that overall, it's a fantastic trailer. It looks really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think it looks really, really good. And I have to mention also the, the Nirvana song that they, the bummer <laughs> version that they use nah. in there, which I'm like, is that Nirvana? So, of course, like we get to the intersection of two of my favorite things of all time. Mm-hmm. Batman, my favorite superhero, and Nirvana, my favorite band of all time, like, and eyeliner. So yeah, and, and yeah. eyeliner, eyeliner, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but no, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought you know, it's, it's hard to, to beat uh, Jeff. Was it um, Jeffrey Wright? You know, right? As Gordon, as Gordon. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for that. I love that guy. I think he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, you know, I, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz for me. I think sure. she's gonna kill it. Oh my sure. god, I think she's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but. To me, I have to say this: not the best suit. No, that they I'm with you. But, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not digging the suit. But really, I, I was waiting to see it in motion, and you know, we'll still wait to see the, no, the we movie. Do, but we do get it in motion right. in a phenomenal <laughs> a punching scene a in which, you, yeah, oh my, <laughs> that beatdown. I know. I if know. anything, you you understand <laughs> the mobility of the suit. Right. Jeez. Yeah. 
I've yeah. never seen him beat down so a criminal so mercilessly. Yeah, he's not wearing hockey pants sense. for sure. Not even remotely. Like it's not. It's, it's even not though this these, one looks the most like he's wearing hockey pants in it. Well, I it mean, does. <laughs> my thing is, it, it, it's one of those things where, um, and I think it's from Detective One Thousand. It's the it's the Kevin Smith story where they basically talk about the fact that, and this is a rumor. I don't know if this is for sure. Or if this is in the movie, but there was talk early on of, you know, with the metal bat that he has on his chest, that it's actually the gun that that killed his parents melted down and put into. To the bat, right, or to the plate mm. that basically protects his chest. And again, it's one of those things where it's it's you know it's a little on the nose for me. You know, yeah. I personally I personally prefer the the year two version where he takes it and puts in the foundation of the of the Wayne Penthouse building. You know, I I I'm willing to accept any sort of you know movie trickery, movie reason to get them into like a sleeker more comic accurate suit and just saying that this thing is still bulletproof even though it's this thin right you know what i mean i don't need the super like video game armored up batman like that like i've never liked that visual sure but during the panel matt reeves went into discussion about the suit in the time frame uh he definitely confirms that it's year two batman in which the rumors are high based upon the character but the city is still unaware of his exploits and have a high uh air of fear and distrust about him. That's one. And like he's, a, he's a bit of a myth still yes. going on. Uh, and two, we discussed the suit. The suit is has a lot of wear and tear on it. Like, uh, he's, he's gone around to show that there's going to be, you're going to see visual gashes in it, in which he's still getting used to what he's doing and how he's being approached in that regard. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sure Zach would like it because I think some of your best stories of him involved him in year two. And I think the lean is towards that. If you look at the trailer. Man, and it's, it's a fun best, time to play in for sure. Yeah, with I, the character. I agree. Where he's um, basically fighting mob bosses and, and mm-hmm. um, creating um, super, super villains basically yep. at the same time. You so also get you also get an excuse for him to, to get beat up a little bit more to not be right. He's still a little green. Hasn't figured this out. Hasn't figured that out. Right. Right. You know, it can. um it could be a little easier to, to extract drama from it also, I think. And with, with also, like you were saying, you get to play with mob bosses, right, and regular crooks, but you also get, like, powered and, and you know, the, 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 the freaks, you know, the sure. actual rogues coming out, too. And he also goes into detail of um, describing um, he wants to really show the detective skills of Batman, and you get the feeling that he tries to pull a lot of what he witnessed in Chinatown, mm. based upon the um, how he's wanted to show his storytelling of how there's a larger uh, uh, component of the crime that's involved in Gotham and how his plans played a role in that. Yeah, mm. I would just point out we're getting back and talking about the Batman and the Arkham games. One of the cool things about that is the idea that you know over time you do get to see the suit that you're wearing, you know, take on nicks and cut and like you know there's nicks and and, and like your your cape gets nicked up. And I think it might be a nod to that, too. That's kind of a cool idea. I like that. The other things that Matt Reeves referenced is inspiration. Like Tommy said, Chinatown, he mentioned. He also mentioned French Connection mm. and mm. Taxi Driver. And mm-hmm. a lot of he was referencing specifically what he called the 70s street grounded right. stories. And then a comic influence that I found interesting where he was talking about that this oh, is yeah. still a yeah. A point in Batman where he's cre- like he's he's confronting his duality. He's yes. he's examining who he is as Bruce Wayne, who he is as Batman, what this thing is he's creating. 
and referenced specifically that he was struck by Darwin Cook's ego. Yes, yes. he mentioned oh, that. Wow. Spe- yeah. yeah, he yeah. mentioned that specifically in the uh, interesting. Panel. The quote he said was basically, "I wanted to get in the mindset of the character, and I wanted to think of the psychology." For me, I think one of the cool deep dives ones was Darwin's ego. He's confronting the beast that is Batman, and it's that kind of duality. There's a lot in what it's trying to do in the story about him confronting the shadow side of himself and the degree to which you have self-knowledge. So, that's a cool... I mean, that, again, you know, so far, that sounds like a really, you know, a really cool thing. And then he goes on to say, you're able to understand your motivations, but he's, he's a broken Batman and why he's doing all these things for the reasons and thinks is right, and then have a heroic sort of grounding in them. There are also many things that are driven by the parts of himself he doesn't yet know. And so I would say that that sort of that kind of sort of psychological union, that sort of version, is very much connected to the vision from Darwin Cook's ego. So again, not a bad interesting place to draw pull. From I at never all. would have guessed. I never would have guessed that 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 book would have inspired somebody for for the movie. As much as I like that book, I love yeah. Darwin. You guys know that, right? Yep, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's crazy. It definitely looks like the most comic booky. You know, it feels the most like like reading a comic. At least the, that you know that two minute teaser of it does it feels mm-hmm. close closer than any of the other movies i think which is cool and the other thing one other thing they did discuss in that the batman presentation was the hbo max tie-in series that is going to be going on with the movie for the gotham police department or gotham pd i think they referred to it as yeah that's what they've so to it's that. it's matt reeves developing the show with writer terrence winter and oh, cool. it's it's going to he said basically like explore the corruption that's in the police department still at that time in Gotham city. And it's just an idea from the movie that they wouldn't ever get to explore that deep in the movie itself. So he's happy for the show to be able to, you know, dive into that world deeper. Is Terrence winter from, um, boardwalk empire. I'm not sure. (laughs) I can't remember who was on boardwalk empire, but it would make sense as far as the HBO ties. But no, I was. Uh, if anything else, um, they did also say that he only filmed a, a fourth of the movie in production. Yeah, twenty five percent of the yeah. movie was filmed. We <laughs> yeah. got that whole trailer from twenty five percent of footage for the movie. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire, and Vinyl. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, can't wait to see the other seventy five percent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if anybody was on the fence about the movie, they're clearly picking a side after that trailer. No. Yeah. Looks cool. I like the Batmobile too. So, all right. So tell us in the comments, how was your DC fandom experience? You can find links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com. Don't forget. We take topic suggestions. If you have something you'd like us to discuss, tell us in the comments. Also, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. It'll help the channel to grow. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash let me know how it is and follow us on Twitter at our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time. 